Titus O'Reilly here to just remind you quickly of Bazaar Plus, our membership program for even more Mick and Titus, just talking nonsense. Go to the link in our show notes if you want to join up. It's Sports Bazaar. I'm going to kick back and enjoy this. Some of these stories you would say that cannot be true. The hunt for the weirdest. It's a real rollercoaster ride, this one, isn't it? <laughs> it makes Game of Thrones look like a sitcom. <laughs> Strangers. There you go. He's on another level. What are you doing? There's a lot of our stories that start with someone <laughs> fleeing moneylenders. Most unbelievable. This is a car crash. Stories to ever occur. We'll stop this right now. <laughs> it's just carnage. That is the densest bit of mayhem. So many <laughs> subplots in this story. In the world of sport. I think we're learning that embarrassment is not something. Sports bizarre. A naked fan ran onto the field and slid into second base. <laughs> no, I don't drink water. I cannot stand drinking water. I am the president of everybody. I am the president of the whole FIFA. <laughs> Opened his mouth and a sparrow flew out. It's time for the leaders of the hunt. It's really simple. Get there early, get the good back. It's Titus <laughs> O'Reilly and Mick Malloy. Welcome back to the latest episode of Sports Bazaar, the second in a two-parter on the Live Golf PGA merger. I'm Mick Malloy. I'm with Titus O'Reilly. You brought us up to speed with Greg well, not Norman. where we are today, but where Greg Norman comes on board for Live and it starts to heat up. It really heats up. He's suddenly now the head and he's backed by the Saudis and their public investment fund, which is worth over $600 billion. Yeah. So... When you think of this, the Saudis have such deep pockets, it is unfathomable to most of us to get our heads around yeah. the amount of money they have. And Greg Norman hates the PGA. He's laboratory built to take this job, he, really, yeah, isn't he? he hates them. So on October in 2021, Norman's unveiled as the CEO of Live Golf. Press release goes out saying they've announced a 10-year commitment that they'll put $200 million to underwrite 10 new events for an Asian tour to be held in Asia. Europe and the Middle East. They say, we're doing this world tour. Yeah. Norman says, this is only the beginning. Live Golf has secured a major capital commitment that will be used to create additive new opportunities across worldwide professional golf. What he's flagging yeah. is we're going to come for the PGA in America tour too. Yeah. This is just the start. The it. Asian tour is the start. But there's more money coming and we're going to have more tournaments. It's our right. toe in the water. That's right. He is asked straight away, Aren't you worried about the fact that you're being backed purely by Saudi money? You're part of a sports washing campaign. And Greg Norman says, I don't know what the Saudi government does. I don't want to get into that. They're not my bosses. We're independent. I do not answer to Saudi Arabia. This is not yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His pants caught fire. Yeah, as he says it. There's a lot of people saying things. Bold-faced yeah. Oh, yeah. while everyone knows they're not sure. telling the truth. Norman doesn't say how much money he's taken to do this job, but Jack Nicholas, who's 82, said he was offered the job first and turned down $100 million US yeah. for it. So it's a lot of money. Live Golf announces they're going to have a sharp break from golf and its previous sort of buttoned-up fancy country club approach. They're going to have music blaring. There's going to be dress codes that are looser. You can wear shorts. You can wear shorts. That's like their big selling point is you can <laughs> wear shorts. Now with shorts. Yeah, that's like a big thing they do. The tournaments are just going to be three days instead of four. They're 54 holes, not 72. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. So they're saying it's going to be really exciting. Yeah. So that's their pitch. The PGA responds in November 2021 
and it uses cashes from its TV deal to boost their purses from $367 million to $427 million in 2022. So straight away they're seeing this as a threat yeah. and they're saying here's some more money. Yeah. Still chicken feed when there's $600 billion in a pot across the road. That's right. It's it? They're up against it, right? They also say we're going to elevate four events on our tour to have bigger purses of $20 million and we're going to double all of this. Now that annoys a lot of their sponsors who are sponsoring the non-boosted ones because yeah. they suddenly see that as devaluing their product. So Honda, who has sponsored them for 42 years, leaves. So already Live Golf oh, yeah. haven't even got a player, haven't done anything, just the announcement uh, is, upset the is upsetting the Apple Cup. It seems like Live are ready to announce and really go ahead and start approaching players and everything's looking good for them because the PJ is sort of panicking and they've you know, got problems. And then Phil Mickelson in February 2022 throws the biggest spanner into the works. A US golf writer, Alan Shipnuck, he is doing a biography and he's interviewed Mickelson and he releases some comments that Mickelson has made about him being rumoured to be involved in live golf. Yes. Mickelson's been rumoured. Apparently the quotes that comes out of this, Mickelson says that he doesn't really want the Saudi Arabian League to succeed but he's just happy if it puts pressure to change the PGA Tour. Yeah. He says, this is Phil Mickelson, they're scary mother effers to get involved with, meaning the Saudis. Yes. We know they killed Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all this, why would I even consider it? Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. Wow. There's no subtext there, is it? <laughs> That's it's, his quote. This is my thinking. He says, the PGA Tour have used manipulative, coercive, strong-arm tactics and the players have no recourse. And he says, I'm not sure I even want it to succeed, is live golf, yes. but just the idea of it is allowing us to get things done with the tour. This comes out publicly and is a huge problem for him. Everyone yeah. just sees this as he's just bluntly saying, I don't care if these people are torturers and murderers and terrorists. Yeah. I just want this to work for me. But is he saying rather than he, he wants to join Live, worst case scenario is it improves their position power with the PGA. With the PGA. Yeah. But he also right. doesn't necessarily yeah. rule out going to Live either. Right. He's like, whatever happens is going to be better for us. He may have crippling gambling debts too. <laughs> yeah. for, I know Phil Mickelson. His longtime corporate sponsor, KPMG, severs ties with him. Okay. Yeah. Because this is not really what they want. Mickelson comes out and apologizes and vows to take some time away from golf to think about things. Um, he says that these comments were made off the record. The journalist says, no, they weren't. This is not true and yeah. denies it. So he's gone. But the reaction is huge. Suddenly players are like put in this position of, do you agree with Phil that it's okay to use the Saudis to boost your own pockets? Has he been directly approached as yet? Yeah, he's yes. been, they're all starting to be approached. Okay. There is big rumours that Dustin Johnson and uh, Bryson DeChambeau, they're all going to go over. Yeah. They, on the back of this, come out and pledge their allegiance to the PJ Tour. <laughs> so they say, we're, we're sticking with the PJ oh. Tour. Kopka, McElroy, Ram, Woods, all these players, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, they all say, we're sticking with PJ yeah. Tour. Dustin Johnson said, over the past several months, there's been a great deal of speculation about an alternative tour. Much of seems to have included me and my future in professional golf. I feel it's now time to put such speculation to rest. I'm fully committed to the PGA Tour. So that's Dustin Johnson. DeChambeau says pretty much the same thing. 
as of now, I'm focused on getting myself healthy and coming soon, but I am committed to the PGA Tour. McElroy comes out and says, Live Golf is dead in the water, in my opinion. These yeah. guys have all been. So it looks like Live are absolutely dead. On the once surface, again, sure. no one is signing with them. They've yeah. all ruled it out. On March 16th, 2022, Live Golf still pressing on announces that they're going to run eight tournaments that are going to be directly challenging the PGA Tour, yeah. not just their Asian tour. They are going to launch in London on June 9th at the Centurion Club. And the field hasn't been announced of who will play it, but the prize money for the total series of these eight events is going to be $225 million, <laughs> which is a huge amount of money. Wow. So they counter and go, all right, you're not signing with us? Well, this is how much money yeah. we're putting out there. Who's going to win that? Someone ranked 400 in the world. So considering in basically end of February, March 2022, all these players have ruled out going to live golf. Sure. People are a bit surprised when in May 31, Norman reveals that live golf has now $2 billion of funding from the PIF and has signed 19 of the top 100 players, including Dustin Johnson, who pledged his loyalty <laughs> four months before. Yes. They've also signed Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, a um, bunch of players of all signed big on. names. Johnson was paid $150 million US to jump ship. Sure. Which is not a bad amount of money. I think he'd won something like $90 million on the tour like in his, his, whole, his career. whole career. And, and so he's he, a huge draw. And he can still win money. He, that's not including the prizes he can win if he plays well on the tour. That's just swapping tours. No, that's right. Even the reigning US amateur champion, James Piat, he just turns professional and doesn't even go to the PJ Tour. He goes straight to live golf. Straight to live. So live golf has fought back. This is a crack in the wall. This is a this uh, is uh, the yeah. dike is now leaking. Leaking, yep. Tiger Woods declines to join Live, and Greg Norman in an interview says that he turned down a high nine digit fee. There was one point two bill. It comes out that it's between seven hundred to $800 million just to join yeah. and then equity and other yeah. things too. So it's like around the billion dollars for Tiger yeah. Woods and Tiger Woods says no, which becomes interesting later on. He says, I won't and he actually says- a very says, principled man. Very principled man. He says, I disagree with what the other players have done who have left. Phil Mickelson, who's apparently on leave after his comments, announces he's now joining the field for the first Live Golf yep. International Series. He tweets out, I understand those who are upset or disappointed, you'll be okay on Twitter. <laughs> he just does not give, he just yeah. does not care. Before the second event of Live Golf in Portland, um, they announced Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Brooks Kopka, and Patrick Reed are all signing. So that's Kopka huge. And these are all the guys that had just pledged their allegiance yeah. a few months before. Yeah. Then in August 2022, Live Golf then announced six more players have joined, including the Open champion and world number two, Cameron Smith. So Cameron Smith, and there, I remember watching. Which was huge, wasn't it? Watching him win the Open, yeah. that win the championship at the home of golf. And everyone knew he, he was asked during the tournament, you know, what are you doing? And they wouldn't respond, so yeah. it was known. And he was duking it out with McElroy, yeah. who came second, and it was just this moment where you go, this is the future of golf, live golf, PGA yeah. golfer. We know he's turning. Because the no majors one's... are separate, aren't they? So the live majors, golf, they, they were banned play. from the PGA Tour, yeah, but they correct. could play in the majors. But it was known but not confirmed yeah. that he was going when he won. So live here on the ascendancy. They've got 
all these big oh, names. It's, on it's, it's totally on. This then becomes they all start to do various things to try and one-up each other. Mm. And this is kind of funny yes. but very serious. So Moynihan is there to the PGA. He upstages the start of the first uh, live event in London. He announces those playing the live golf have been suspended from the PGA Tour. He does it, announces it as they're all teeing off in the first live tournament. Yeah. So he literally, well, the, so they get word of it during the first tournament. Yeah. Liv come back by welcoming Brooks Kopka to the team minutes into when Moynihan's doing a news conference. <laughs> so he gets asked in the middle of it, have you just there heard we this? This Gloves are off. They also announce things when he's, uh, Moynihan's revealing the PJ Tour and the European Tour expanding and strengthening. That's when they announce that they're getting a whole bunch of other players have come over like, Bryson DeChambeau and others. Yeah. So they keep, every time one yeah, of them yeah. is doing an announcement, the other yeah. one does this. Also, the PJ Tour now realise they're in a fight for their life, that this is unlike the Norman one, which was Greg Norman and none of the top players were that invested. Yes. They're up against the Saudi Arabian government, which has hundreds of billions of dollars yeah. to throw at this, right, yeah. if they want to get nasty. Yeah. So they decide the best way to attack this is to attack the Saudis on moral grounds. So Jay Monaghan addresses the 9-11 families have always believed that the Saudis were directly responsible for enabling those terrorists to commit that act in 9-11. They, okay. They've always seen Saudi Arabia has not been brought to account. Yes. And that this sport washing that's going on across the globe is taking money from a state that has funded terrorism and has never admitted to it and has never like, you know, made amends for it. It's right? a case that can be made given that, what is it, 25 of the 29 exactly. or whatever were yeah. Saudi yeah. nationals. They're not saying they necessarily ordered it. Like with the killing of Khashoggi, that's seen as a direct order. 9-11, they're not saying you did this, but they're saying you enabled this to happen. Sure. You're by turning a blind eye to a lot of it and funding things and all this, right? Okay. So they're not happy. So they come out and they are very angry about the golfers that have gone to live golf. And it's a pretty powerful group in America, yeah. the people who lost family members in 9-11. Jay Moynihan jumps on this. He says this is a great attack angle on Liv. Yeah. So he comes out and says, I've talked to a number of players individually for a long period of time and I think you have to be living under a rock not to know that there are significant implications of going to live. As it relates to the family of 9-11, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones, so my heart goes out to them. I would ask any player that has left or any player that's even considering leaving, have you ever had to apologise for being a member of the PGA Tour? So he gets on his moral high horse and he comes in with the... The 250,000 survivors of family members killed or injured during the September 11 attacks write an open letter to golfers who have remained loyal to the PGA Tour, thanking them for not defecting to the live golf. They use words like in this letter like, thank you for not taking the blood money. So it's pretty heated Jeez. and the PGA Tour are, are pushing this immensely. The September 11 victims' family members also condemned, this point, former President Donald Trump because Trump, close to the Saudis and good friends with Greg Norman, is hosting in America quite a few of these live golf, live tournaments, golf tournaments on his, on his courses. courses. So this is all, the heat is going up. So 2022 sees the United States Department of Justice start to investigate the PGA Tour again. Remember the Federal Trade Commission in yes. last time for their monopoly? Mm. Well, because of Live Golf, they're now investigating them again to see if they're a monopoly and they're using unsavory practices to stop Live Golf. Yes. So suddenly PGA have that. 
This means that in 2022, on top of that, as well as the Department of Justice investigating it, Live Golf and the PJ Tour both start suing each other. So this becomes multiple lawsuits, antitrust claims, disputes about who's been yeah. like strong-arming sponsors not to sponsor the other league, all these sort of things going on, all this dirty pool yep, is being sure. bought thing. The PJ Tour goes as far as to sue the PIF, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, as their governor, uh, Yasir al-Rahman, who we talked about before, they actually want him to be deposed and appear in court. So this is getting very hairy on this, both this sides. This is bare-knuckle right? stuff. Bare-knuckle stuff, right? The live lawyers actually say that he's not required to comply with their request because he's not a US citizen. So, but it's really heating up. They're both going up to the Congress and lobbying everyone. And the PGA's lobbying efforts are all around, do you want the Saudis who killed Khashoggi and have a terrible human rights record yeah. and the September 11 yeah. families hate them? They're saying this to their member of Congress. So this is their big argument against Liv So it's very heated. Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy lead a players-only meeting of the PGA Tour players who have stayed loyal and they put together a document that they sent to Jay Monaghan saying, if you want us all to stay, we want a revolution of prize money and the way that's all structured yeah. and everything. Monaghan immediately rolls over and goes, well, okay, we'll keep you happy, we'll do that. Yeah. So they all say, okay, great. At the same time, Woods comes out after the end of that meeting and says of Greg Norman, Greg has done some things that I don't think is in the best interest of our game and we're coming back to probably the most historical and traditional place in our sport. I believe it's the right thing. Rory comes out and explains his riff with Norman. He says, obviously, the riff started when I spoke out about Premier Golf League and he says about the right side of history like Arnold Palmer. Yeah. He says, Norman wasn't happy and we had a pretty testy back and forth and he was very condescending. Maybe one day you'll understand and all this shite, said McElroy. He then said that he extended an olive branch to Norman because he was watching an ESPN documentary about the Australian Masters meltdown in 1996. McElroy said that resonated with me. So I text him sort of saying, I hope you're okay. And he said, we had a series of pleasant messages go back and forth between us. And he said, okay, well, I thought that we were on good terms again until I picked up the Washington Post a few weeks later and Greg Norman said that I'd been brainwashed by the PJ Tour and I thought, for F's sake, we've had this really nice back and forth and he says that about me. I thought, you know what? I'm going to make it my business now to be as much of a pain in the a his ass as possible and that's basically what I've done since. There you go. You've made a very powerful enemy. enemy. Donald Trump at this point, he comes out, what? puts this out on um, his social media platform, the one he owns. All of those golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA in all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. If you don't take the money now, you will get nothing after the merger takes place. There it is. Everyone laughs at him yep. because there's no indication whatsoever the PGA Tour and Liv are going to merge. And in fact, Liv Golf is in huge trouble at this point. So by almost all metrics, money, ratings, interest, everything, Liv is losing the, their fight for attention, right? No one's watching the tournaments. Its first tournaments are streamed on YouTube because they can't get a broadcast partner. You've got to ask where the broadcasters were and all They can't this. get one. Everyone's turned them down. 
Incredible. They find a partner with the CW, which is a very small network in America, yes. who agree to show it. The CW normally, its primetime programming includes Whose Line Is It Anyway repeats <laughs> and reruns of F-Boy Island. <laughs> so it's not like a... they are going to say F-Troop. <laughs> wow. So it's not like they've got, like they're on a premium What a great network. opportunity. There was even rumours they were going to pay Fox Sports to carry them, which is the opposite of how sport yeah, yeah. usually works, right? right? Live audience have been so low, like a few hundred thousand viewers have been tuning in that the CW and Live Golf stop reporting their audience ratings. Uh, They're that low. So I think everyone's like, so Live is dying as a concept. People don't like the concept. They don't like the players. And the PGA Tour is going well, so people are just not into it. In fact, at one of the events, which was at Trump's Bedminster um, course, tickets were selling on StubHub for a dollar. So this is not going really It's not the hottest ticket in town. Not that yet. Has the PGA Tour suffered since these their big problem is players have left the a little bit? Their problem's more they're having to spend a lot more money to up, up the, up up the up. purses. So you know it's costing their money too. The problem also is Saudi Arabia's human rights record. It's just a distraction, right? So Greg Norman once said, "I have a very deep sense of right versus wrong." I place the highest priority on my integrity and ethics in life, in business, in golf, in everything I do. Mm. This is getting thrown back at his face that he's said this. Yes. He's asked about Saudi Arabia's execution of 81 men in a single day, which had happened that year. He said, I look forward. I don't look back. I don't look into the politics of things. Some of these men were gay and he said, I'm not sure whether I even have gay friends, to be honest with you. <laughs> wow, this is blind eye. Colonel Click Defence, I know nothing. Yeah, exactly. So this is not going down well from PR's perspective. The Australian golfing champion Carrie Webb said on Twitter, the little girl in me just died well and truly. Has anyone else's childhood hero disappointed them as much as I am now? These are not great grabs. No. Norman also pushed the line that Saudi Arabia isn't alone in blotting its human rights copybook. He said, every country has done horrendous things. Just look at America with racism. He also got asked about the killing of Khashoggi and the involvement of Prince Mohammed bin Salman. And this is Greg Norman's response to that. From what I heard and what you guys reported, just take ownership of what it is. Take ownership no matter what it is. Look, we've all made mistakes and you just want to learn from those mistakes and how you can correct them going forward. Yeah, he's had a bad day. <laughs> They've had a shocker. What are you going to do? So this is like not going wow. well. So it seems at this point that the PJ are in the ascendancy. Mm. Live golf are, are dying on the vine. Okay. Which is surprising that we now know that while this is all going on, they're suing each other, they're yeah. trading all these barbs and all this, unbeknownst to almost everyone, yes. secret negotiations have begun between the two bodies. The PJ Tour Policy Board members, Jimmy Dunn and Ed Hurley, they have begun speaking with Al Ramanan, the governor of the Saudi Arabian PIF, and they're having secret chats, just the three of them. Directly. Directly. Right. After those initial conversations, they contact Jay Monaghan, who knows about it, and says, you should meet with Al Ramanan. And the two speak, and then they meet in Venice, and they sit down together and chat. Monaghan says that he trusts Al Ramanan within 10 minutes of sitting down with him. <laughs> what a flip! What a but ten right? minutes flip. 
They met again in London for lunch and golf, and then a deal is struck. They agree to a merger. And on the morning of June 6, 2023, Monaghan tees up on the Deepdale Golf Club New York with his new chairman, Al Ramanan, before flying to Toronto to tell the PGA Tours and they're going to announce it to the media. On the day of the announcement, which is June 6, at 10 a.m., both Monaghan and Al Ramanan, the head of the Public Investment Fund, they sit down together to do an interview on CNBC to announce that their circuits, along with the European tour, have reached an agreement to uniform and just form a new company. So unites all of golf pretty much. And they have not told any players, no, barely anyone knows. This is totally out of left field. Norman? Norman, it gets told minutes before the announcement. Yeah. They announced that they're going to form these all together in a new company. It will be for profit and it will own Live and it will own the commercial and business rights of the European tour and the PGA tour. So it'll own the TV rights, the corporate selling and all this. Somehow they say that the PGA tour will remain a charity. Oh, wow. The board of directors of this new entity will be chaired by Al Ramyan the head of the public investment yes. fund. So the Saudis will chair this new company. Yes. Moynihan will basically be the CEO. Yeah. So he has created for himself to be basically the world boss of golf. Moynihan says that the PJ's tour policy board's been kept in the dark, don't know about it. It's a framework agreement, so nothing's been formally put down. Moynihan says, I recognise that a lot of people are going to be calling me a hypocrite. But he says, anytime I said anything, I said it based on the information I had at the moment and based on someone trying to compete for the PGA Tour and our players, I accept those criticisms, but circumstances do change. (laughs) Do they now? (laughs) Norman's name doesn't appear in the media release at all and there's no certainty of what Norman even has a future in this and a lot of people believe that Norman has to be set aside for peace. I would have thought that would be a deal breaker. Like, given the history. And Tiger Woods has said in the past, Norman would have to go if anything was going to change in this, right? So Norman, for all this, is once again, you know, about to be a winner. Yeah. Snatched away from it. Mind you, if you're still losing on $100 million a year, it's easy to take. Money's not going to be his problem. It's ego here. Yeah. The player reaction, to give you an idea how secret this was, a golf agent who represents a couple of the top live golf players we don't know who, but it was two of them. And ESPN ring him just as they hear the merger's about to be announced. And they rang and said, what do you think of this merger? And he goes, you made my heart skip a few beats because he didn't know about yes. it. So that's how he found out. This world's number 67, Mackenzie Hughes tweets out, nothing like finding out through Twitter that we're merging with a tour that we said we'd never do that with. Yeah. Another PGA Tour player said, it's insanity. The live tour was dead in the water. It wasn't working. Now they're throwing them a life jacket. Is the moral of the story to just always take the money, right? They're all going nuts. Rory McIlroy has to front the media after refusing hundreds of millions of dollars. He must feel totally abandoned. He was the figurehead, the face of the PGA. The fight back. back Here's what I'm saying to you. As part of that broken agreement, you can't have these guys swanning in on $100 million deals and being rewarded for that and coming back to the tour and now happily ever after. There has to be some adjustment or some monies to those players who stayed or 
That's something, right. but but otherwise it's untenable. A meeting's held where Monaghan has to front the players. No, the PGA players have stayed loyal. Australian golfer Jeff Olvey says Moyham was called a hypocrite during the meeting. It lasted more than an hour. He said it was mentioned, yeah, and he took it for sure. But what else is he going to do, right? PGA Tour winner Johnson Wagner told the golf channel there was plenty of anger in the room. Wagner estimated ninety percent of the players in the meetings were against the merger. It was contentious. There were many moments where certain players were calling for a new leadership of the PJ Tour and even got a couple of standing ovations. Cameron Smith, who had gone to live golf, yes. he only heard about it when Al Ramanan called him and kind of explained it just after it had been announced. He said he didn't really explain much. This is all got to be worked out. PGA Tour loyalist Dylan Wu, he said, tell me why Jay Monaghan basically got a promotion to CEO of all golf in the world by going back on everything he said the past two years, the hypocrisy. Wish golf worked like that. I guess money always wins. Yep. You then have the 9-11 families come out. Mr. Moynan talked last summer about knowing people who lost live ones on 9-11, then wondered aloud on national television whether live golfers ever had to apologise for being a member of the PGA Tour. They do now, as does he. Boy, he and says, that's what you get for playing in... That field. Yeah. Families United Chair Terry Strada, who, whose husband died in the World Trade Center's North Tower, said PJ Tour leaders should be ashamed of their hypocrisy and greed. Our entire 9-11 community has been betrayed by Commissioner Moynan and the PGA as it appears their concern for our loved ones was merely window dressing in their quest for money. It was never to honor the great game of golf. Senator Christopher S. Murphy, the Democrat of Connecticut, noted on Tuesday that PGA officials were in my office just months ago talking about how the Saudis' human rights record should disqualify them from having a stake in major American sport. I guess maybe their concerns weren't really about human rights. Now, the question comes before we get to what could happen next, which all the issues that are now confronting them. The question is why this turnaround? If Live Golf was dying... What happened? Why did they suddenly all agree to set up this new body and that? Now, there's several reasons. One, the deal means that all legal cases against each other are dropped. Now, that's important for two reasons. For the Saudi Arabians, it's important because Al Ramyan, he had the prospect of being deposed and scrutinised in American courtrooms, which obviously he didn't want. Yeah. He also had had to come out and say that Al Ramyan was a sitting minister of government with sovereign immunity, right, in America. That's how they were trying to get out of him having to testify. Yes. That triggered the English Premier League to re-examine them owning Newcastle United because uh-huh. the whole idea is he's a private citizen. Gotcha. Right? So that's causing them issues. So they wanted that whole issue to go away. The US Court of Appeals had also just ruled that he dismissed Live Golf's appeal for sovereign immunity. So, so he's going to have to. He was going to have to testify. Yeah. So he wanted it to go away. The PGA Tour had other reasons for wanting this to go away. They had had to tap their reserve funds for years to survive the pandemic. Then, as they're rebuilding, suddenly they're having to up all their yeah. purses and go to sponsors and go. Can you put in more money, hemorrhaging money for nothing more? And they're hemorrhaging money, and they know that the legal court cases are going to drag on forever and they're going to have to fund it. They're being outmuddied. While they eat into their reserves and their operations, the Saudis, it's it's a rounding error, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like they can just – they also know that at any point, Live Golf will just keep upping purses to make the PGA unprofitable. 
because they can wear the yeah. losses. So basically got to the point where both of them decided, why are we fighting? Instead, the tour receives up to $3 billion and yeah. Moynihan becomes the new king of golf. He yeah. claims that he's going to run it, but really the Saudis are the chair yeah. and have all the money. Well, we know how it works. They have bought it. This deal is a framework only. This might change by the time someone listens to this. But so, you know, the issues are it's a framework. It's not an official deal. Yes. It's got to get through the PGA players and everything. They're furious. The PGA players who didn't take the money, yeah. they're going to be saying, I'm furious. So they're going to be saying, where's my money then? I stayed loyal. Yes. Where's my payoff for staying loyal? Yeah. Now, to make them accept the merger and not kick up the fuss, the Tiger Woods, the Rory McIlroy's, the yes. whatever of the world, the most sensible thing the PGA, the new body will do is throw a lot of cash throw at them. Throw a lot of them. cash at them. And say, all right, you turn down $150 million. Here's your loyalty fee. Here's $150 million. Yeah. Because it, it has to be It that has way. to be that. Or you take it off the lip. Or you somehow go, hey, guys, you guys. And it, yeah. but Which they can't really do, there's right? There's no way that tour could harmoniously survive with two camps and different classes of golfers. Exactly. It's just not going to happen. So I think the deal, the quid pro quo will be to the Tigers and the Rory's, here's a new contract. It's $150, 200000000 million, whatever yeah. they originally turned down. And in return, you don't complain about the live golfers yeah. returning to the PGA yeah. Tour. We are one big happy family. We are one big happy family and there's more money than there was before and you're all going to make more money and everyone's going to be happy and yeah. money will and smooth Shogi over. was just one of those days. Everyone has a bad day, as Greg Norman says. how it goes. And Greg Norman will be the goni guy who won't be part of the administration. No. But surely where's his place? He'll be trying what to come up to with him? another golf But in a way, he's done it, hasn't he? So even though yeah. he won't be part of the regime, if if he was sitting there and you were bitter and you had a beef with the PGA, yeah. he's won the day. His concept has won he? the day. And once again, though, as his concept won the day in 94, he hasn't won the day. Once again, his idea that, in fairness to him, he identified there needs to be a better world golf tournament, yeah. which is the right idea. And golf has been stagnant in many ways since Tiger sort of got a bit past it. Is they needed probably something like this? Should it have been the Saudis? And should yeah. it be now? The interesting thing here, though, that is also hovering over all of this, is this even legal? So with the <laughs> Department Jesus. of Justice investigating whether there's a monopoly and all this sort of stuff, and the foreign investment and all this stuff going on, there has been people who have said one guy I read described this deal as comically illegal. <laughs> that there is just no way. I think you'll find if they sit down for 10 minutes, they might find <laughs> it is legal. And Exactly. Uh, so you will see coming up, as to your point, the amount of money that will be splashed around to make all the criticism and problems go away is going to be enormous and it is going to create a golfing juggernaut. Yeah. And if one thing we learn out of the Qatar World Cup People don't really care where the money's coming from. Yeah. If it's a product that they can enjoy and whatever, you know, five years from now, is this going to be something people talk about or is this yeah. just going to be the new face of golf? I have one question for you. On this new world tour, will the players be allowed to wear shorts? <laughs> <laughs>
This it is the, is <laughs> the thing that I care most about. <laughs> Titus O'Reilly, thank you for walking us through it and bringing us up to speed <laughs> so far. This is a watch this space and who knows, I'm sure there's another chapter around the corner. Oh, we, need, we need to cover it. Thank you, sir. If you want more Sports Bazaar, simply go to any of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. We've got the whole lot. And we also have Bazaar Plus, our membership program, where you can get even more content. The link to that is just in the show notes.